0: Whoa!
1: I want to read something to you from a source. It's called the Catholic Encyclopedia. Because I want to keep things in perspective here as we are all affected and observing and trying to sift through what's happening in the church lately. Listen to this little story. The seven validly elected popes who ruled the church from Avignon, France, instead of Rome, are known as the Avignon popes. The first was Clement V and the last, Gregory XI, who returned the papacy to Rome. The period of residence in Avignon is also known as the Babylonian captivity. All the Avignon popes were French and were accused of being under the influence of the French kings. They introduced measures which helped perfect the system of church government and which were retained long after the return to Rome. The financial and judicial departments of the church were reorganized. The chancery was developed to deal with the drafting, registration, and dispatch of papal letters, decrees, and administrative acts. In 1376, Catherine of Siena persuaded Gregory XI to return to Rome, but disputes between the Italian and French factions continued. Gregory died in 1378, and Urban VI, an Italian, was elected pope. Some doubted the legitimacy of this election and elected a rival pope, Clement VII, who was more favorable to the French. Clement VII returned to Avignon, where he ruled in opposition to the pope in Rome a period of confusion and conflict ensued in which the allegiance of Europe was divided between the Urbanists and the Clementine Popes. The Western Schism, as this division is called, lasted for 40 years. In 1418, the Council of Constance was called to decide the issue. The Pope in Rome resigned, and the Ibanon Pope was deposed. Martin V was elected as Pope. He ruled from Rome, and the Western Schism was ended. Now, right at the very start, you probably were taken aback, if you don't know a lot about church history, that there were popes in France instead of Rome. But as I continue with the story, you also heard that there were rival popes, and eventually they were all deposed. Now, can you imagine, picture that today, picture a schism in the church like that, where we have a pope in Rome and a pope in France or somewhere else, maybe in New York City, and they both claim to be the real pope. So which one is it? And they're both favoring their particular countries. And this goes on for 40 years. Now, can you imagine? It sounds like a Hollywood movie, but it was part of church history. It happened. It would be unthinkable today. I mean, we make huge headlines. We're scandalized by a lot less than that. It's hard to imagine a split in the church like that. Warring popes, favorable to different nations. It's just unthinkable. Yet it happened. Other things that we would see as unthinkable happen in the history of the church as well, east and west, yet the church is still here. The church should have crumbled in any one of these scandals, especially something like a divided papacy, and yet it's still here, and it still sanctifies. It still does what no other entity on earth can do, and it's the only entity that can still stand after taking this kind of assault from the evil one who seeks to divide and to conquer the church. So as we listen to and we get immersed and it's put before our eyes all that is wrong in the church today, I just want you to keep things in perspective, whether you are from the eastern lung of the church or the western lung. There is from time to time in the church and its history some horrific things, popes that were very corrupt even. There were actually 13 of them that did things I don't think I could even mention on the program. They did. They did. So with what's happening in the church today, a lot of people's faith is being shaken, especially the faith of many young people. For some of them, it just gives them an excuse to be lazy, noncommittal, or to simply follow along the lines of the secular ideologies that's being rammed down their throats at school and college and elsewhere. But many young people they don't know what to make of this. They don't really know how to negotiate through scandals in the church. But there is hope. Not all young people are confused or doubting or complacent or hate the church. And we have somebody like that here on our program today. I want to welcome to Light of the East a young man. His name is David. David David. Bratnick, David. Welcome to Light of the East. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to Him forever. Okay, David. You are a Byzantine Catholic, right? Correct. You've been a Byzantine Catholic all your life, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. How old are you? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. In your twenty-two years, some of which as a child you wouldn't be too conscious of things in the church, you know. Mm-hmm. But in your conscience years, you know, the years where you you could be really conscious of what's happening in the church. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen some things that maybe confused you, even in the Byzantine church, or disappointed you, or you didn't you wondered why and so on, or things you wish were different or better. Yet you're here. You're a faithful practicing Byzantine Catholic young man, correct? Right. Okay. First of all, tell us why.
3: Um, you know, I don't think I've really thought about this before, and I think it really has to do in a huge part to my parents and the good upbringing I had from them. I was never forced to go to church on Sunday. I was never forced to go to ECF. It was always a thing to do, but it was never like this, you must do this and you have to do this. So I think a little bit of that, it was the structure of that, but also a little bit of my own choice where I could say, well, I am enjoying this. I'm enjoying being with friends, family, seeing all these people every week. And that I think just drew me back. And I've enjoyed my experiences because of all that. Wouldn't you say that a lot of your peers are like I just described here? Uh, They are not in
1: church or have no use for church or they doubt church, et cetera, et cetera. Would you say that's true?
3: Definitely. Especially, I mean, through college, uh, I went to school for film production. So a lot of my friends via that and in the media realm are very Mm anti-church and that whole (laughs) belief. So I was definitely the outlier there. And even within the church, though, I've seen friends I've grown up with, they've found going to school, various other things, they've left the church or mm-hmm. stopped. It's been harder for them to keep their faith.
1: And would you say that the Byzantine Church, the Eastern churches, could use a lot more young people?
3: Most definitely. Um, it's, it's, I've seen it fluctuate over the years, and I think we're definitely in that need now for a resurgence of more youth. Does that discourage you? Uh, no, I mean, it makes me sad that mm-hmm. there's not more, but it, it makes me hopeful for that I'll be able to hopefully do more to bring more young and youth to the church um, to get them excited about what's happening with our faith.
1: It's interesting when I asked you why, as a young man, and despite all the scandals in the church and so on, why you are still a practicing Byzantine Catholic, and you said, I never really thought about that. Now that's a very interesting answer. I think it's a very telling answer because the fact that you ever thought about it means you probably never really doubted it. You never really deviated from it. That your faith has been so much a natural part of your life that you just sort of—I uh, think of the song "Old Man River." Just keeps yeah. rolling, just keeps on rolling along. Right. Know? It's interesting that song is such a great metaphor because in in the film where the song is set, uh, it it features the lives of people who are very much like uh, involved in soap opera kind of situations. You know, their wives are in chaos and so on. But the, the point of the song is that the Old Man River just keeps being what it is. just keeps flowing along. It's unfazed. It just keeps consistent. And that's kind of a metaphor for maybe what you're saying about your own life. You know, the fact that you can't really, off the top of your head, reflect on why you're still with the church. Wise to believe when so many of your peers today, both both East and West, uh, don't believe or don't practice. The fact that, that can't even be a question we've ever been thought of before is because uh, probably it's been so much a part of you, just so automatic. You just keep rolling along.
3: Right, exactly. A pilgrimage at uh, Mount Saint Macrina, there was a visiting bishop, Bishop Edward uh, Malisk, mm-hmm. um from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, and he brought up a few good points in the homily at the Mm -hmm. divine liturgy on how with the whole recent scandals and just how no matter if it's the church being rocked by within or from without the church jesus is still our captain and we need Mm -hmm. to have this faith and i think that's just always been it i you you just have this faith and you trust in the lord that he will provide when it's needed so our faith
1: in god transcends even the the human foibles, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the institutional dimensions of the church. I'm going to pick up on something David said when we return. He mentioned something about being into film. So we're going to talk about that when we return. I'm Father Thomas
2: Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright.
1: Jesus Christ. Hello, I'm Father Thomas Loya, and I'm inviting you to a special observance
2: of the 50th anniversary of Pope Paul VI's Humana Vitae. Tuesday, October 2nd at 7 p.m. in the St. Mary Parish Hall, 19515 115th Avenue in Mokina, Illinois. Humana Vitae 50 years is open to all. Here, Father Loya, help us discover the truth and beauty in this prophetic writing of Pope Paul VI. Join Father Loya for Humanae Vitae 50 years at St. Mary Parish Hall, 19515 115th Avenue in Mokina, Illinois, Tuesday, October 2nd at 7 p.m. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East.
1: Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Lawyer, your host. Our special guest today is a young man, 22 years old. His name is David, David Bratnick, and he's a lifelong and still practicing, believe it or not, Byzantine Catholic. Uh, Still practicing young adult when so many of his peers in the church, East and West, even out of the church, have no use for church, and certainly have found, well, in some respects, we have to be honest, in some respects have found a handy excuse not to reconnect with the church because of the scandals and so on, or they're just confused or just searching. But David is here like old man River. His faith has just kept him rolling along. And there's something to be said about that. There's something to be said about that as being a very real kind of faith. But David, you said that you are involved in filmmaking. Tell us about that. What? Why are you involved with that? What are you doing with that?
3: So, for why I I've been interested in film, movie making, video stuff since I was in middle school, since I can remember, really. Um, I've always had the more creative side of the brain, hmm. but um, I, I just had this draw to video and film, um, and so I went to school for that. And now um, I am currently working for the Eparchy of Parma and for the Eparchial newspaper Horizons. And so we've recently just started a new media section or um, category for the paper uh, to track to more online media needs of the modern day. So I'll be assisting in creating more video content for Horizons, the paper, news stories, and also some eparchial events. You said
1: video content, but this but horizons is the uh, for the sake of our listeners, our eparchial newspaper, eparchy or eparchial, that's the Byzantine term for diocese. You see in the eastern churches we're spread out very sparsely spread out and so we have large territories and they're called eparchies. They're like big regions. And we have a newspaper for our eparchy, Eparchy of Parma, which means it's actually a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. That's where our bishop is. That's where our eparchy is centered. But it takes in the 12 states of the Midwest. And the newspaper is called Horizons. Now, David, you're working for that newspaper Horizons, but but yet you're, you're talking about film and so on.
3: Right. So I think the biggest draw is we're realizing now in today's society how much people are doing things on the internet, online. Um, And there's this new need to get uh, information out or spread information differently to people. Um, It's not just through print media anymore. I think print media is still just as important. Um, It serves a purpose, just like uh, the online video media content serves its own purpose. Um, And I think, hopefully, this is where we'll be able to draw in a lot more of the youth and the younger audience is through this online content. Um, I don't think a lot of them are has involved with the papers. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just don't know about it. They're not attending church, but they can see something online very easily.
1: You know, I maybe I'm old-fashioned or something. Maybe I'm revealing my age, which is uh, much, much older than you. <laughs> But I believe in hard copies of things. I believe in good old fashioned newspapers. Oh not not to say that I don't believe in all this social media stuff. And that's great. And good and your young people seem to be I, I think you you come out of the womb with one of these androids in your hand or something. You know, I watch I these so. little kids and they know how to push these buttons and it's amazing, you know. For me it's still a it's still a vocabulary that I'm just not familiar with. I, I just I just like some of the old fashioned things. And I also think There are some things, such as some of you people may be listening to me on what we call terrestrial radio, good old-fashioned radio, you know, from a radio that you turn on, you turn the dials. I still believe in that, and I know things have gone internet, and I still believe in newspapers, a hard copy, something you hold in your hand that you can read. I do believe, and I love to see that you young people are developing these new mediums, but I kind of hope that the horizons and mediums like that, good old fashioned paper hard copy mediums will always be around. I think there's certain things you can't, you just can't improve upon. You know, when I was in art school. My art school background was in art and design. They used to teach us in designing. They said, you know, there are certain things that we call in the business a ninety percent mature design. For example, a pencil sharpener. There isn't a whole lot more you can do with a pencil sharpener, you know? <laughs> you can tweak its design, but pencil sharpener is a pencil sharpener, you know? So I think there's there are certain things in this life that you can't really totally improve on. They are what they are and I think they have an enduring value. At least that's my that's my just my little personal bias there
3: (laughs) i would i would agree i think uh i also like having tangible things in front of me i'm not a huge fan of having everything online Mm -hmm. um just for reading sake alone i'm not a huge fan of reading things on a monitor i think Mm -hmm. it's a lot more it it just feels better reading something tangible and it is i think a a different way to almost archive the history in a way um Mm -hmm. online digital versus physical papers
1: do you also have, a, well, for instance, what, what what's happening with the Horizon? What is the Horizon doing? What's coming up? What are they doing? What are they promoting?
3: So currently this month, from September 1st to September 30th, the Horizons is holding a funding campaign for its a postulate. So we're looking to just, by hiring me, looking to grow the Horizons team and what we're capable of doing, we're incorporating the new media, Horizons Press, which is creating liturgical booklets and other various printings. And then also the Far Horizons is a subcategory of this, which is planning multiple pilgrimages. So upcoming on Sunday, we're actually heading to Eastern Europe on a pilgrimage for two weeks. Well, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning here, we, we talked about what is like
1: maybe a sense of hopelessness and anger in the church right now among many people, especially young people. But There are, of course, you have to always see the ways in which God has blessed us. And certainly our eparchy has been blessed by people like you and also the editor of The Horizons, Laura who is the wife of one of our priests, Father Andrew Summerson? although she goes by her maiden name for basically uh, simplicity's sake for what she does in the church. Her name is Laura Irachi, and she was actually a a, a journalist and a media person in the Vatican. She actually uh, worked on Vatican Radio, so she brings a lot of experience, a lot of new stuff, a lot of creativity, a lot of professional know-how to our Iparaca newspaper and all of our media outreach, as you do. So I'm very excited about this. I think it's a real blessing that we've got this sort of new blood with a lot of experience and background. Tell me again, what is it you seek to do through your abilities in film?
3: I think my biggest goal is really, I don't think we've had anything like this before, in our church at least, these possibilities that I think we're coming up upon. So my my hope is that we can just further evangelize educate our own faithful and show what our church is all about and not shy away from that.
1: Do you see yourself, your your career, do you see it largely in terms of evangelization of the church or do you, do you have a desire to go into like, you know, Hollywood, you know, secular movies?
3: You know, I honestly don't know. I am, <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm looking to see where these next few months take me mm-hmm. with working with the Eparchy and Horizons and Laura and just praying to see where mm-hmm. God has me in his plan. But you
1: like the the visual part, the film itself best, right?
3: Right. Yeah, I do I do like the visual parts of it.
1: And also where can people locate the horizons? Where can they get at this all this great stuff?
3: <laughs> I guess the best place to go would be the Apparchy's website, arma.org. And within there there's a tab for the horizons, and there you can find all the information. We're on all the different social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vimeo. And so through that website, you can get on the mailing list for the horizons and get a subscription. You can find us on the social media and get all access to our online posts. And that's also where you can find this fundraiser campaign is through the Horizons tab on the Eparchies website.
1: Once again, that's parma.org. That's spelled P A R M A. P A R M A, Parma, just like in Parma, Italy, or like the Parmesan cheese. <laughs> parma.org. So, David, in the little bit of time we have left, what would be your message? To, and maybe you've never thought about this either, but maybe you have. But what would be your message to young people your age, whether they're in the church or out of the church, having doubts, they hate the church, whatever?
3: I think I would say, recalling back on that homily by Bishop Edward, have faith and trust in the Lord that he will show us the way and pray upon it and just be open that what's happening in the church today. I've, I've had these good experiences with so many priests in my life, and so many faithful, that I think just really trying to find those truly the blessings in our church.
1: Can you repeat that one more time? You've had good experiences with priests. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and with faithful as well. All right. <laughs> a very, very good message to your peers. Uh, very simple message, but very sincere and very profound in its own way. Well, David, I want to thank you for your faith and your participation in our church your openness to the holy spirit and for your message here and for using your gifts for the glory of god and we look forward to seeing all that god has in store for you in the future so thank you again for being with us today i'm father thomas loya on light of the east
2: to hear light of the east again visit byzantinecatholic.com and click on the features and programs tab and on itunes
0: Moment of overwhelming peace the other day where I felt God's presence very powerfully. That's something called spiritual consolation. In those moments, God makes it easy for us to have the right perspective on life. The next day was rough. I was hit with some really hard news that turned me upside down. You know what I did? I remembered that moment of peace from the day before, and I chose to dwell in that peace. God doesn't just give us moments of spiritual consolation so we can remember them and long for them. He gives us those moments so we can recall them into the present. In a marriage, that time you fell in love, that's not something for the past. They're sweet memories that we recall throughout marriage that feed the whole marriage. So it is with God. In the hard times, recall the way He's showing you His love in the blessed times. Don't just go to your happy place. Go to your God space, and you'll find the right perspective again. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com on EWTN Radio.
1: Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the Light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road. Homer Glen, Illinois, or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years.